This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. As if it hasn't been tough enough for restaurants and other food services and hospitality businesses that contribute so much to making our neighborhoods what they are. Indoor dining has been banned in Toronto, Peel and Ottawa, and it's getting too cold to sit outside despite what all those winter patio advocates are saying. So, These businesses are back trying to survive on takeout. And yesterday, it sounded like the premier had their backs as he called out food delivery services and their sometimes exorbitant fees and commissions. And I have a message for the big third-party food delivery services like Uber Eats. It's time for you to do your part. We need you to help out these mom-and-pop shops right now. Please consider reducing the commission rates you charge the restaurants impacted by these new health measures. We can't have restaurants paying as much as 30% commission to have their food delivered right now. Well, not all delivery services charge 30%. The Uber Eats sure does, and they are adamant that they are not dropping their rates. But will getting a handle on delivery rates be enough to help businesses survive. In a recent survey, the Canadian Chamber of Commerce predicted that 60% of the restaurant industry in Canada could close by November. Uh, We want to hear from you. Are you making it a point to try to support the restaurants you love, the businesses in your neighborhood? Uh, Yesterday, also, the Premier kept asking people if they can at all to get takeout at least once a week. Uh, I know that when we get takeout, out, we pick it up. We don't use those delivery services. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. And now let's bring in Joseph Nguyen of Tam Vietnamese Street Food and Cafe, Donna Dewar, co-owner of Mildred's Temple Kitchen here in Liberty Village, and Tony Allenis, president and CEO of the Ontario Restaurant Hotel and Motel Association. Welcome to you all. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Let us start with Tony. So uh, what's your reaction when you heard the Premier call out the Uber Eats and the other delivery services? Well, we appreciate and applaud uh, Premier Ford's call for the uh, food delivery fee reductions, but much needs to be done here. Uh, We need a permanent solution. The delivery fees are outrageous, especially during this crisis that has brought not only financial, but emotional, emotional concerns to those operating it. Uh, so the, on, the, on the higher side, and Uber Eats has said, oh, we've waived activation fees and we provide exposure for businesses. Uh, you know, okay, let's, uh, let's begin with, with Donna. I mean, do you accept those arguments from Uber Eats? Well, you know, Libby, this reminds me very much of the credit card 
processing fees issues that restaurant operators have faced for many years as well. You have, um, you know, the, the uh, credit card company is taking money from the consumer as well as the merchant. And, you know, Uber is positioned in that they bring this great marketing platform to the forefront. Uh, it really depends on the scalability of the users in terms of, of the merchants. So for an independent operator, we probably don't get that kind of exposure that uh, multi-unit operations would get. And as to Tony's point, it's a very hefty price to pay when we operate usually around a 5% margin. <laughs> People fall off their chair when I tell them that. But but that, in fact, is the how, how narrow the margin is in the industry. Well, I, I understand that. And to me, the math just doesn't work out. If you're making 5% margin, how do you pay 30% of an order to a delivery service that that puts you in the hole, according to uh, the the math that I know, Joseph Nguyen. Yeah, uh, with with that math in mind, it, you see some of the the food that we put out. It's you're already making only about like sixty percent back on the actual profit of the actual order, and then for Uber to take about thirty percent, um, other businesses to take about like the same, uh, maybe like twenty ish percent. You're left with barely anything off of your your profits, and then you're lucky if you're even getting that five percent profit margin at the end of the day. Yeah, it, it's important to note as well that their the delivery providers' commission calculations, their formulas, are designed to steal from every penny the operator adds on to mitigate the high commission prices. So every time the prices go up, first of all. The consumer is penalized. They have to pay a higher price. But the commission goes up automatically. It's a variable. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, the, consumers, uh, the consumers pay as well. I mean, if you order something, you, you're charged a delivery fee, are you not? Yes, that's yes. correct. They, yes. they do. They pay the delivery fee. There's a service charge uh, as well as, yeah, like... Um, like Tony said, if if you if the restaurant decides to upcharge uh, to offset the percentage, then they have to pay the price as well. So so let's get to it, uh, Donna and uh, and Joseph. So do you use these delivery services, Joseph? Do well, you or yeah, go ahead first, Donna? Well, uh, we have just opted into one of the services, Libby, uh, with the dining room closure going into effect. Uh, we've been very reluctant to put our toe in that water, and we've been just encouraging people to come and do curbside pickup. Uh, but everybody now, we're all swimming in this red ocean of takeout and delivery, and we're doing everything we can to, to stay in, in the game. But we are not, you know, we, we, we can't go to the 30%. Uh, that just we might as well close our doors. So uh, we are going with one of the other providers, and, and we're going in at about uh, 19%, which is still incredibly high. That's, cr- I mean, okay, I'm not going to use a bad word, but uh, <laughs> it seems very, very high. And why do people use Uber Eats if they, it sounds like they are the most expensive. If you can get it for 19, why would anybody pay 30, Joseph? Honestly, it, it does just come down to numbers at the end of the day. Um, I do have a ship with Uber, 
Um, but that's before the pandemic. Uh, we signed up just as like a small boost in sales. Uh, but I decided to go with Uber despite the the higher markup um, because at the end of the day, I think most people do use Uber over the other uh, companies. So if if you look that small boost in sales, you're probably just going to go with the higher numbers. Um, and I, I debated even signing up for the other companies as well. But then when the pandemic started and all of our, all of our orders came from takeout, it was definitely a harder pill to swallow when all of your sales are coming through with a 30% deduction. Uh, yeah, I'll say. And um, I know of some restaurants that have said, okay, forget it. We're going to start our own delivery service. Uh, is that an option, Donna? Well, it's certainly an option for the bigger players. And, and many many are doing that and some have done it. Uh, but again, it's, it's all about scale. There, there are certainly, you know, for, for my restaurant, we do have a vehicle because we do a lot of off-site uh, catering pre-COVID. So we have a select group of customers that we will just jump in the truck and, and drop stuff at the door. Um, but, you know, it, it really depends on the size of your business, uh, how you can scale up your takeout and delivery and every operator is is unique. Uh, but you've got the liability of insurance, running your vehicle, paying uh, someone to drive it. Uh, you know, there are lots of, there are lots of nuances to it. And that's why we pay for third party delivery. But I think the premier's point of we need to cap this during this time is, you know, I, I was quite surprised to hear him say it and pleased. Uh, we need, we need people standing up for the industry right now because we are in trouble. We are in trouble. Tony Ellenis, I mean, do you think the government should step in? It would seem like a, a strange thing for the government to do. Mind you, uh, you know, they've, they've, I, I think of the, this progressive conservative government has gotten points because they, they do that from time to time. They call out the industry and, and try to name and shame them. Is that enough, Tony Ellenis? Well, uh, we've seen cities like New York, uh, San Francisco. They have regulations. They capped at 15%. Um, so if other jurisdictions are doing it, especially in North America, why cannot we move forward with something like that? And, and by the way, uh, as Donna mentioned, this also reminds me of the credit card merchant model, where there's so many fees, hidden fees, that really at the end of the day, the operator, even the consumer doesn't know what they're paying for. How can you make something so simple, like a delivery, so complicated with so many fees? Now, because of the outcries out there, we as an industry organization have been working to bring an alternative delivery model, and we'll be ready by the end of the year. And we have one price, which is under 10% commission, with, with the model having their own employees, not contractors, paying them well, treating them well, with perks, with bonuses. How can these larger players be able to have such a complicated model and at such a high cost? To the you know, it, it's interesting. After we finish our conversation here, I'm going to be talking to some people in the taxi industry, which is also suffering. And, you know, it would make sense if you get together with, with taxi drivers who are hurting to do some delivery. I mean, maybe something something can happen there. I'm going to take a call from Joan in Etobicoke. Hi, Joan. Hi, uh, how are you? Fine. How are you? 
Hello? Hello, yes, you're on the air. Hi? Go ahead. Hello? Yes, you're on the air. Go Hello, ahead. How are you? We're fine. Hi. Hi. Go ahead. Go. Hi. Yeah, what a, Good. You know, I... What I don't under what I don't understand is why can't why so, can't people just go pick up the food? You know, I live in a major townhouse complex, and I've had more than once. I've come out in the morning, and there's been a food delivery at my door. I've never ordered take. I've never I've gone to pick up takeout many times, but never have I ordered it. And I took one look at the bill that one night. I mean, they could have walked down the block and got it for the same meal for half the price. So people are just throwing that money away for this Uber Eats. I mean, it's just that somebody's got to do something about it. It's absolutely ridiculous. And mm-hmm. I, I took that food and I actually called the guy who was on there. I said, you know, I got your food. He goes, oh, don't worry about it. I got a credit. Just throw it in the garbage. <laughs> okay. And it was like, it was $70. They don't even knock on the door. I see in my complex, because there's a lot of young people, Uber Eats is there every single night. Yep, the uh, the uh, young people really like the delivery services. Joan, thanks for your call. All right, bye for now. Bye-bye. Uh, Donna, I mean, I've, I've seen uh, other, you know, restaurants trying to encourage people to do just that. Pick it up. Don't make us use the delivery service. And presumably you also get a bit of a break doing that. Yes, a lot of uh, a lot of operators have done that. But at the end of the day, Libby, you know, people are looking for convenience. I mean, if we really wanted to take it back another step uh, forward from uh, backwards from Joan's comment, people could just stay at home and cook their own meals. But, you know, we live in a very different society. We have uh, different lifestyles, different demands on our, you know, our day to day. So there's that need for convenience. And, uh, we, you know, we want to move with the times as operators. We want to be there for our customers. So to be able to have the delivery, I think, is, is a bonus. Some people are not in a position to go out yep. to have young children. It could be a various scenarios. But, you know, we feel we, we need to have that ability to compete. And I think it really comes down to that in this time with the, with the pandemic. We've completely lost that. Uh- before we uh, wrap things up, you know, the, the Canadian Chamber of Commerce predicted that up to 60% of food service businesses could be out of business. And Tony Ellenis, you're saying that you're going to have a delivery solution by the end of the year, but is that going to be too late? I mean, hopefully by the spring we'll be done with this thing. Well, well first of all, the majority of restaurants are not into the delivery or, or, or takeout. And, and the majority of the restaurants are hurting. Even those that are doing delivery and takeout, it's only a small margin of their overall uh, revenue generated. Uh, we need more support from government, especially in those areas that are experiencing the lockdown. Second time around, uh, they're at the tip of the iceberg. Uh, you know, and, and it's devastating to, uh, uh, to them. To, to their employees. It's not about the business. It's about the faces behind the business now. It, it's about the operators that spend a lifetime investing and building a business. Their employees, the huge supply chain in the workforce that is associated with that. And, and, and yes, governments need to support those that are hurting the most. Restaurants are on top of the list. 
Okay, I'm going to take a call. We have an Uber driver on the line, uh, Ken in Toronto. Hi, Ken. Hey, Libby. How are you? Fine. How are you? Good, good. I'm listening to all this go around and around. And uh, I, I have to make a statement. You've got some greedy restauranters on the line with you. Uh, it's hard to believe when they they make a margin of four or five percent, you know, on uh, at the best of times. Yeah, when, they were they were. It was explained to them before they signed up for Uber or the past Foodora or any of the services that the business they're getting is not included in their current overhead, which is covered by their current business. This is extra business, probably outside their delivery zones that they wouldn't have had anyways, for the most part. And I have run into several accountants who own restaurants, and they have said to me, we agree with Uber and the way it's set up. If you take 30 for your marketing efforts and paying the drivers and for all the extras, and we keep the amount of money that's left over after our food costs, we are making 24%. Well, that's more than the restaurants. Uh, so, Ken, you're a driver, so uh, you say you're paid well by Uber? No, I'm not being paid well. Matter of fact, it's getting less and less. But the fact is, is that I can still make okay money because tipping is up during the pandemic. But the um, I'm a restaurant marketer as well, so I'm not new to the business. I do this part-time and more full-time with uh, the pandemic on. But the restaurateurs are trying to include business they wouldn't have had in their regular amount of profit at 3 and 4%. Just can't do it that way. It's not set up to be that way. Okay, Ken, thanks for your call. Uh, I'm going to let everybody respond to that. I mean, at this point, uh, your yeah. takeout is your only business, isn't well, I'll, it? Well, uh, I'll jump in by okay. stating again, during this COVID, where we need partnerships to work closely together, it's the ethical thing to do in this hard times. And by the way, Independent restaurants, small business, most of them are. They are generating about 1% to 2% profit, not 4%. In helping restaurants survive, if it's not about the ethical side, you would think from a business model that you want them to survive so you maintain the client to continue to produce income for you after the COVID and, and, and during the recovery. Either way, it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donna, um, do you want to wrap things up by responding to that? Well, I, I, I take a, a front to the comment yeah. of greedy restaurant operators. Um, restaurants are a, such a significant piece of the community. And, and I think, Libby, you stated that at the top of the conversation. We donate uh, to all kinds of events, fundraisers. We're the ones that get the first call when the little league guys are running a tournament or, uh, you know, something in the neighborhood is happening. We, we employ, you know, hundreds of thousands of, of young people, uh, and new Canadians across the country, north, south, east, west. And to Tony's point, I'm sorry, but I've been in the business for 40 years and I'm restaurant operators are not making 24%. Yeah. And uh, Joseph Nguyen. Yeah. I just want to make one point clear is that um, when I signed up for Uber, yes, I was very well aware of the prices that I was paying and I was totally fine with it. I think that now that there's a pandemic, 
that completely changes the field. And that a lot of restaurants are depending on that takeout now, and they're depending on delivery drivers that they they have to work with. So in the beginning, paying that thirty percent for the little boost in sales, some some extra promotion, that was fine with me. But when all of a sudden I have to change the whole dynamic and depend on Uber to get a lot of my sales out. And it, I, I do push for people to come into the restaurant, but I also understand that it's very difficult for a lot of people to leave their house. And I, I don't want to put that pressure on people, even though it, it helps my business to pressure people to go outside and get takeout when it's not necessarily the safest thing for them to do. And you have to depend on uh, companies like Uber. And I think that's where it's the most important to realize that. And as a company, they should understand that as well. And yeah, it, well, uh, got to say that in general, uh, Uber is not a company that, that is known for exactly. its I mean, understanding like, you know, and, and all those other things. We're out of time. I'm sure that this will come up again very soon. In the meantime, all the best of luck to all of you. Um, and uh, thank you for your time, Donna Dewar, Joseph Nguyen, and Tony Ellenis. All right, thanks for having me. Thank you very much, Libby, for having thank you. Us. Have a great day. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the air and The Garden Show.